Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Speaking About Speaking. And again, this week, it's just me. So apologies if you were expecting the lovely Jules White to be with me here today. Unfortunately, she got some very exciting work, came in last minute. So unfortunately, had to um, had to bow down for today. So she is, however, rescheduled to come and join me in uh, in December. So fingers crossed, everything will go well for that. And she will be here with me to talk all about living, loving and selling. The, the book that she authored and the fact that she has been on the TEDx stage and is still speaking. So, yeah, you've just got me today. So I was wondering what I could talk about today. And actually, what is it that everybody wants? They want to go from being fearful about public speaking to being excited about public speaking. And what I like to do for my for my clients is to get them to the point where they are excited about stepping onto a stage. I mean, I know what that feels like from, from being, being an actor and knowing a part so well and rehearsing that I was excited to show people what it was that I, I'd been working on all this time. So, so I know what it's like to get on a stage and feel excited about it rather than fearful. Obviously, you're not going to get rid of those nerves completely, but nor should you. They show you care. And if you if you get to a point where you're not feeling nervous about stepping in front of an audience, then what's that? What's what's going on there? There must be a reason for that. And generally, it's because it doesn't matter to you anymore. Uh, so embrace those nerves, feel them for what they are, adrenaline. And we're going to come on to that. So what we're going to talk about in the next half an hour, and I would love uh, your comments and uh, your interaction. So if there's anybody out there listening, please do join in as I go through this talk. This is not just me talking at you. This is, you know, for you to to interact and jump in the, on the comments and ask me questions. So what I'd like to talk about today is how we get from fear to excitement. What is fear? What is excitement? And how and what is confidence? How do we become confident when we confident when we're stepping in front of an audience? So let's start with me. I am a former fashion designer. I have uh, been an actor, a producer, director, a teacher. Um, I'm the founder of Power to Speak. I am a speaking coach, an acting coach. I'm a podcast host. Uh, and in between all of that, I've done various odd jobs. You know, I've, I am who the person I am today because of all of the experiences that I've had and everything that I've been through on this journey that is life and career. And uh, those of you that will know me know that I started out going to my careers teacher age 16 and telling her that I wanted to be an actor and uh, her kind of tilting the head and saying, Mm, not really a proper job, is it? What else can you do? Which is how I ended up at, at, at art college and then going on to do fashion. I loved the creativity of that, but actually the fashion industry wasn't where I should be. So I kind of transitioned across into the costume department of the Royal Shakespeare Company. And so my journey to becoming what I am today uh, began. And not only that, you know, there are other life experiences that I've been through that I've learned from, you know, traumatic experiences, just day-to-day -day life experiences, relationships, 
all sorts of things. They all add to who we are. And I'm not telling you my life story just for you to go, oh, isn't she amazing? Or, oh, my goodness, what she's been through. I'm telling you to show you that in 30 years of this sort of career's journey that I've been on, I've collected so many different experiences and all of those have added to my confidence, to the fact that I am now somebody that feels like I have a whole kind of bag load of, uh, of experiences and skills that I can pass on to other people. So that's how I feel confident in the space that I'm in now, because I bring not only the, you know, the education that I've had, the qualifications that I have to do what I do, but also all of that, you know, year's worth of learning that I've done along the way, all of those experiences, whether they are relevant or related to the job of work I do now or not, they all add to me and what makes me me. And the fact that I, like every everybody out there, like all of you guys out there, I, you know, we are all unique. So, so really own that, take on board that you are unique. You are the only person in this world that does what you do the way that you do it and with all of the, the life experience that you've had. So, it, so embrace, embrace that fact that you are unique. You are your unique selling point. So we have, oh, hi, Jennifer. Lovely to have you here. Great to think I could be excited about speaking in public. Well, you can, Jennifer. And I'm here to tell you that I know you can because, uh, because I know you and I know how excited you are and how passionate about your subject you are. And so that's where we're going today. That's what, that's where we're going to, we're, we're going to begin. So how do we get from fear to excitement, from, from fear to excitement? Well, it may be that you are one of the 73% of people out there that, according to the Mental Health Institute, are more afraid of speaking in public than of dying, <laughs> which is quite a disturbing fact. But apparently, according to the Mental Health Institute, it is true. And if you are one of those 73%, you actually have glossophobia. Uh, now, I've put in, I have many quotes and definitions there. Glossophobia is the one that I forgot to put in uh, to my banners to show you how it's spelled and what it means. But basically, what it is, is the fear of public speaking. So if you are glossophobic, you have a fear of public speaking. So perhaps in the comments, uh, or even if you're watching on the replay and thinking, oh, it's too late, please put the comments in. I'd love to know, what are your fears around public speaking? What is it that makes you fearful? Is it being judged? Is it stumbling and forgetting your words? Is it the tumbleweed of, you know, the fact that suddenly it all goes quiet and you feel like nobody's listening? Do you have uh, a sort of a dull delivery? Do you, what is your worry? Do you feel you have a weak voice or boring content or just lack of clarity? Uh, let me know. I'd love to know. But where we're going to start is don't worry about worrying. Now, this is something that came up and, you know, it's 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 something that we we should all be aware of. And it's something that very much came up when I've been teaching the uh, the stunt performers that I now am uh, working with to teach them, the stunt trainees, teach them how to act, a five-day in introduction to acting. But what what myself and the other tutor do on a Monday morning when they, they all arrive sitting there feeling very nervous, very vulnerable, having never done any acting before, they we tell them, don't worry about worrying, because you can guarantee that everybody is sitting there in that circle on a Monday morning thinking they are the only person worrying. 
And it's not true. Everybody worries. I worry. I worried before I actually clicked on the live, uh, the live button today to go live with you here today. And it's not that I, I don't, I'm not confident in what I'm talking about. Obviously, it's what I talk about all the time. I'm, I, I know I know my stuff, but there's always that apprehension before I step in front of an audience that this is the time it's all going to go wrong. This is going to be the time when suddenly either the tech goes wrong or I forget what I'm saying or I ramble or whatever. There's always that apprehension. There's always that worry. So don't worry about worrying. So let's talk about fear. What is fear? Let's find the definition of fear. Where are we? Let me see. Uh, uh, fear. I've got. A, I've put some quotes down here, and I just thought fear would be a good one to show you what it actually says in the dictionary. The dictionary definition of fear is a distressing emotion aroused by impending danger, which we all know. We understand that. But the second bit, whether the threat is real or imagined, the feeling or condition of being afraid. But it's that that part in the center there that really interests me. Whether the threat is real or imagined. So basically what fear is, is something that is that we assume is going to happen. And actually, it's, you know, 99.9% .9 of the time, it doesn't happen at all. So uh, this is what Seneca, the Stoic philosopher, said. We suffer more in imagination than in reality. So we assume that something bad is going to happen, and that's what we fear. And actually, it's in our heads. And as much as we can feel that that feeling in our stomachs as butterflies and all of those, you know, that, that kind of churning in our stomachs when we feel fearful about doing something, it's actually something that we are imagining uh, because it hasn't happened yet. You know, I mean, fear, you know, it's that fight or flight thing. We we feel fear for a very good reason. If we need to run away from something dangerous, then do it. Absolutely. But there are there are some cases where it really is just in our heads. Uh, and Tom Morris, my fabulous Tom. Uh, philosopher friend from the States, Tom Morris says, fear is a feeling, courage is a choice. So what Tom is saying here is that, you know, we feel the fear uh, and we feel it in our stomachs and we feel it as a, as, a, as a physical thing, but actually it's not. It's in our imagination. So we can feel that and absolutely feel it. But actually, if you want to step out of your comfort zone, if you want to get to the edge of your comfort zone and grow, because that's where we really start growing, you need to be courageous. And that's your choice. So you can choose to stay in your imagination and feel the feeling of fear, or you can step outside your comfort zone and be courageous. So I hope that makes sense. So that really is fear. Uh, we've got a comment here from James. I have no filter. Believe it or not, that serves us as an asset when I speak in front of a group, which I love to do. I don't know if that's an aspect of myself that I can teach someone. If you can teach it, good show, show, uh, good show there. I do have to ask you, though, 
how much do you practice a speech before your presentation, if any? <laughs> James, I think you might know what I'm going to say here. You need to memorize to improvise. And for me, even though I know my subject inside and out, if I've put together a presentation or a talk and I've been given a brief, I've been told what is expected of me, I've been given a time, then I need to rehearse and I need to prepare and I need to be thoroughly prepared. You know, your audience will uh, forgive you if you make a mistake. They won't forgive you if you haven't prepared because they'll be able to feel that. They'll know. Um, and it's just a little bit disrespectful to turn up in front of an audience having no preparation. Now, lots of, you know, I know there are people out there that can do that. And, you know, these are people that have been speaking to audiences for many, many years. And, you know, if, you, if you're at work and you've got a presentation and you have slides that you can be guided by, maybe, uh, but that's not going to make you excited you'll be excited after you've prepared and you've practiced and you know your stuff and you know that you, you, you're you going to hit all the marks. You're going to get the audience excited and interesting. You're going to interested. You're going to engage them. Now, that is really hit and miss if you don't prepare because you don't know whether you're going to hit those marks. You don't know what reaction you're going to get from the audience because you haven't prepared, you haven't rehearsed. And I always, always say, if you're going to rehearse and prepare, do it in front of a, of a live person before you even step in front of your audience to kind of gauge that feedback and, and gauge that reaction that you're going to get. So James, please do prepare. <laughs> uh, and I, well, if, I mean, if you, if you haven't and, and you've got examples of, of when it's re worked really well, then, you know, let me know that too. Uh, but I would say always prepare. Um, Stephen Bartlett is another guy, that I, um, fabulous person I've been listening to lately. And he says, keep doing what frightens you most. And this is the other thing about being prepared. Uh, it's, it's just keep doing it. You know, it's not just to do with your preparation and your, your practice, but it's, it is about just keep doing it. You'll feel that the anxiousness, you'll feel those nerves, but the more you do it, the easier it will get, which is eventually why maybe you, you won't need to rehearse quite so much, but you need to, to, to get that practice in and to really step outside your comfort zone and keep doing it, even though it feels frightening. Now let's move on to excitement. This is the definition of excitement. It's a feeling of great enthusiasm and eagerness. Uh, I mean, there obviously there's a part of excitement that, that can go too far. I mean, it describes all sorts of excessive emotions and not always good ones. So sometimes when you get excited, you could be agitated or nervous or anxious, you know, and, and sometimes that doesn't, that doesn't help you. It can be detrimental if you're if you're too uh, too excited. So you need to sort of know where that level of excitement sits. And actually, excitement and anxiety are the same. Uh, and I'm going to read here. It says because uh, I, I looked into this because I wasn't sure. I've heard this many times, but I thought I'll just have a look at, uh, at how it works and, and who says what about it. But apparently, uh, anxiety and excitement are both aroused emotions. Uh, they both make your heart beat faster. Uh, they both make cortisol 
surge in your body and it, 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 they both make your body prepare for action. Okay, so both emotions suggest uncertainty lies ahead. But with excitement, the uncertainty is that it's something you're going to look forward to. But with anxiety, it's the uh, the uncertainty that lies ahead is something to be feared. So, again, in the in the comments, maybe give me an idea of of what you gain by being excited in front of your audience? What is it that you might gain by, by being excited in front of your audience? I mean, and if you are watching the replay, I'd be very happy for you to, again, uh, add a comment and I can, I'll can come back to you on what that might be for you. But certainly I found, I found from being a speaker and stepping on stages and getting in front of audiences that, um, th that I get... Well, I mean, it, it's good for my personal brand because I'm speaking, because I'm talking about my subject matter. I become, uh, it boosts my credibility because I become somebody that's seen as a subject expert. Um, I get enjoyment from it. I like the feedback. Uh, it brings me more opportunities, more opportunities for work. I might, so I might, you know, be be selling uh, selling my my coaching programs, uh, so I get more money. I get respect. I get validation, clarity, credibility, trust. All of those things they, that come when you have that feeling of being excited about stepping in front of your audience. We've got a, a message here. Hi, Richard. Lovely to have you here. Uh, feeling as though the audience is on your side, and it's likely that they are. Otherwise, why are they are, why are they attending? And that's absolutely true, Richard. The audience is on your side. They are there because they want to hear what, what you have to say. I think it was, was it last week that I had John Burkhart with me? It might have been the week before. And John's uh, quote that he gave me right at the end about good speakers and bad speakers, saying that basically a good speaker always has the end in mind. Otherwise, um, other, in other words, how are the audience what are the audience going to take away? What is the benefit from the audience of being there? Whereas a bad speaker always has themselves in mind. So with a bad speaker, it's all about them. With a good speaker, it's all about the audience. And so he also said that the audience don't care about the speaker. They don't care about you as a speaker. That all they care about is what they can benefit from, from the talk that you're giving. So they are on your side because if you feel uncomfortable, they'll feel uncomfortable. So if you're excited, they'll be excited. So it benefits you both, both your, you as a speaker and the audience for you to be excited and comfortable about being there. Yeah, thank you for that, uh, Richard. Brilliant. I get excited, says James, because I get to show a part of me that people don't know about in natural life. I love it. Fabulous. Yeah, absolutely. You know, this is your chance to really show what you know, to, to get your, excited, your audience excited about what it is that you know. So that's, you know, that really is so important to make sure that you love what you're doing and that you are passionate and excited about your subject and that you, you, you take them on a journey. So going back to sort of preparation and rehearsal is if you've been given that sort of 20 minutes to put 
your talk together in and you need to finish in that 20 minutes, make sure you take that audience on a journey, get them excited and passionate about what it is that you're speaking about. But make sure in that 20 minutes that you get in all of those really important points that you want to make so that they actually take something away um, from your talk. Let's move on to confidence. Let's have a look at confidence. What is confidence? So this is where I have to see if I can find my, my brand. That's what I'm looking for. Confidence, confidence definition. Let's go with that. What's the definition of confidence? The feeling or belief that one can have faith in or rely on someone or something. Now, the second, the con of confidence obviously comes uh, from Latin with, and fidence comes from fidere, which is a Latin word for uh, to trust. So basically confidence means with trust. So you have a, a feeling or a belief or a faith that you can rely in, on someone or in something. And Cicero, and uh, oh, no, that's the wrong one, isn't it? Cicero, here we go. This is Cicero is another Stoic philosopher, and he says confidence is a trust in oneself, which again goes back to having, uh, being with trust and being able to rely on someone or something. And in this case, that someone being is you. So if you are self-aware enough to have a trust in yourself, if you believe what you're saying, if you know that what you're saying is aligned with your values, then you will trust yourself. You trust your own story. You believe and uh, value what it is that you're saying. And in, do, in having that belief and confidence in yourself, you will allow then your audience to believe and trust in you too which is really, really important. So where do you start? So if you're putting a talk together and it's really important, you've been given that brief, you've been given that sort of 20 minutes. And I spoke about this last week is how do you put all that, that talk together? So you can, you can go and find uh, my speaking about speaking that I did last week, which was all about how you create that killer talk. But start by getting all of it, all of your stories out of your head. So going back to the beginning when I was talking about my journey through the different careers and um, jobs that I've had, my life experience and all of those things. Get all of those stories that are re relevant to your customers, to your client, to what it is that you do. Get them all out, all out on a piece of paper. Write it all down. And then go through it and ask yourself why you're doing what you're doing. So you should be able to see in those stories that you've written down, those experiences that you've written down, you should be able to pick out the whys. I do this because when I was nine, year old, nine years old in the playground, I loved to uh, fill in the blanks. You know, I loved to make up plays. I used to gather all of my friends around me and uh, we used to make up a play. I used to write it, direct it, star in it, cast it. And then we used to perform it to the rest of the class at the end of the week. I loved doing that. That brought me joy. And actually now, do you know, I hadn't actually even realized that until I started this process, started getting it out of my head and looking at, at why I loved doing what I was, what I do and how and why I'm good at it. 
It's because I've been doing it since I was nine years old. And we all have those things. There's something of that in all of us. So get those stories out of your head onto a piece of paper. Keep writing. I just, I write freehand. I, as I say, I said all this in, in last week's episode, but but write it all out, get it all down there, find out what where those whys are, why you do what you do, why it's relevant to your, your clients and your customers, and what part of your story really benefits other people. What part of your story can really validate other people's experiences or benefit them? What are their takeaways? What, what is it from your story that's going to help them? And, and what so what have you learned from your experiences? Because so often the reason we're doing what we're doing and the way we do it is because we've learned from the experiences that we've had during our life and our journey. So have a look and find out what those experiences that you've had, where where they'll be able to they they'll be able to benefit your customers, your clients, the people that you want to work with. And then once you've done that, you'll you'll really um, start to see what what the journey of that of that talk can be. What's the what's the beginning? Uh, where does it start? You know, what's the middle? What's the what's the real the the nuggets of of your life and your experience that's really going to benefit other people? And then what's that big takeaway at the end? What's that conclusion? So once you've got them all out and you can start seeing that journey, you can uh, you can really start shaping it. Uh, and James is asking, do you, Ooh, do you do you have a sample of one of your speeches online we can take a look at? Um, not a speech as such, James, because and I tell you why I it, they're like it because I um I do them for businesses or I, I'll do a talk for a conference or whatever. When when they're new, I like to sort of keep them. Uh, so that I can work on them. I don't necessarily put them out online. I'm hoping to do a TEDx talk. Now, that would be good. And hopefully that would go online, certainly. But there are so many speeches out there that you could have a look at. Find people that you really look up to, uh, that you really admire as speakers, and go and find them. They are the best people for you to to look at. You know, I've, I've uh, listened to talks by Obama, Barack Obama, because I enjoy his talks. Brene Brown is another one that I love. Ken Robinson, TEDx talk, fabulous, fabulous talks. Um, so yeah, go and go and have a look and find find somebody that you really admire and and look at the way they speak. There's another. There is a TEDx talk, TED talk by uh, a lady called Nancy Duarte, who is an American, um, and she has mapped out lots of famous speeches and she's worked out that there's actually a pattern to the Martin Luther I, I have a dream speech to Steve Jobs uh, speeches that he's done on the uh, around Apple and com the commencement speech I think he did at one of the universities and she's mapped it to find out what what journey it is where when she, when and how they as speakers take their audience uh, get them excited um, when they make them laugh, when they bring it down, and um, uh, and they go softer so that they are inspiring. Um, so yeah, check out Nancy Duarte, D U A R T E. Nancy Duarte, she's fabulous uh, to listen to. Um, Amy Cuddy is another one that I would recommend uh, around body language, around really looking at how you can build your confidence 
uh, when you're standing in front of an audience. And that's not just, you know, on a big stage. It could be that you're going into a boardroom, you're going into an interview, you're going somewhere important. A networking space even is just to have a look at her TEDx, Amy Cuddy, C-U-D-D-Y. Um, and that's a really good inspirational 20-minute talk. TEDx is, and TED are also a fabulous place to go to look at other people's talks, how they put them together. Uh, the ones that have had millions of views, they're the ones you want to check out uh, and see how they do it. Well, that's me come up to my, we're about a minute away from the half hour. I mean, I do have other things that I was going to talk about, like the three Bs, which is basically believe what you're saying, make sure that you believe what you're saying, because if you don't believe it, your audience won't either. Breathe. Now, there's lots of breathing techniques, the box breathing technique, the pyramid breathing technique. There are videos on my YouTube, Power to Speak, the YouTube channel around breathing, if you'd like the breathing exercises. And then the third B is be prepared and how you do that and how uh, how you should be prepared. There is a, I will put a link if I can find it very, very quickly. I'll put a link to uh, a link to my ebook. Hold on, where is it? Let's see if I can find it. I'll put that link in the comments and you can have a look at that because that's that's got a little bit of everything from the three B's in it. So thank you so much for being here today. Thank you, uh, everybody that's listening, that's out there. If you're watching on the replay, again, please uh, do leave your comment, leave leave your questions. I'd love to get back to you on uh, on any questions you may have if you want to have a look back at any you know you can go onto the U youtube channel which is uh, power to speak the youtube channel and you will find all of the the previous lives there and if you want to get in contact with me then you can do that at powertospeak.co.uk and if you are around in the uh, the Dorset area tomorrow evening I've got my in-person speaker club tomorrow at the Brewhouse and Kitchen in Southbourne which is lovely I always enjoy that so if you're coming along fabulous I'll see you there if not I will see you here next week so thank you for joining me and uh, I'll see you then bye